de tristeza y lágrimas no me queda más que aguantar bien mi derrota y brindarte felicidad no me queda más si tu regreso y yeah, of course you can swear. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. This is not a family broadcast. Some I people, am family friendly, so... Some people play it in front of their families. They shouldn't because sometimes episodes will start off very like raunchy and like... I don't know. There was one episode like three, maybe three episodes ago that we had this guy from this New York podcast uh, on our thing and he was talking about um, how he's been sucking dick more than Lil Nas X or something like that. Wow. And it just started <laughs> off like right with that. And my dad said that he was listening to it, <laughs> and he said he was wondering if it was the wrong uh, podcast. He had to look. He had to Is take a look. Is this the right podcast? Is this your podcast, son? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. It is what it is. It's life and mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And things like this happen. People suck dicks, and we have to talk about it. You know. It's true. It's we have to not be shy about what we live. <laughs> true. Our yeah, reality is is very important. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, to me, one of the things that, like, pisses me off is, like, meeting an artist that, like, is completely the opposite of what he, like, portrays to his audience. Mm. That, I, I get it. Like, obviously, there's there's cases where where you have to maybe act a certain way because you're catering to children or to younger audiences or whatever, but... It's for me. It's very important to be transparent. I think that people nowadays like just sniff it out. They're just like, if you're fake, they they don't like that. Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. Hold on, I'm gonna pause it real quick. I just want to make sure that uh, hello, hello. Okay, so guys, this is really exciting. We have to stop the podcast for a second because um, we have actually a, another special guest that just popped in. Um, so Barstool recently did an interview with Hasbulla, um, the Dagestani uh, legend boxer. Uh, uh, current Ministry of Public Affairs from there, I think. I think he's in the running for that. We really? actually have him here in the studio. Yeah, like, I'm so excited. I could, I never thought I would have met him. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe you came all the way here to Mexico. Uh, welcome. Yeah, How so, do you feel coming here? Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, let me give him the mic. I'm going to go out of the room for a second. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll give him the mic. <laughs> <laughs> well... I didn't understand what you said, but you know what? I I appreciate just having your presence here. Oh crap! Oh crap! He just punched me in the face. Oh no! He's tearing at my. The oh back my god! Of my head. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can someone film this? Call the police! <laughs> he's running away! He's running away! He's exiting the building! Oh my god! He's gone! He punched a, a policeman on the way out! Oh my god! Wow! This guy is insane! I cannot believe this! <laughs> wow! I don't know how he's gonna get back. Because the police are, oh my God, he's beating all of the policemen up. He's beating all of them at once <laughs> with one finger. It's insane. It's incredible. My eyes cannot believe what I'm seeing. He got one of their nightsticks. <laughs> he got all of them. <laughs> he's, be <laughs> uh, anyway. he's beating a policeman with another policeman. Yeah. <laughs> he's so strong. By mind control. <laughs> he's it's, so strong. It's beyond physical force. <laughs> oh my God, his, his posse is coming out. There's 50 of them. There's, they're multiplying. As soon as they touch water, like gremlins, they just like... Blah, 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 blah. Ah, so anyway, what were we talking about? Anyways, <laughs> now that he's gone and the the scene is done. Yeah, bye, Hasbula. Bye. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> bye. Uh, how do you say like little boy or like little man? 
Bye. Eh, adios, niño pequeño. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, by the way, I'm Mexican. I speak Spanish. I can drop some some nice Spanish slang for you guys. Oh, yeah, Mexican keep, Spanish. Do some slang. more. We're in Mexico, by the way, right now. Mexico City, to be exact. Yeah. To be exact, in Mexico City, in Santa Fe, which is a very nice area. And if you ever come here, you're more than welcome to come and be like, yep. hey, dear, where are you? Yep, and I'll The address scream. is, uh, let me check my phone. No, 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 no <laughs> address. You just scream. Six, uh, four. <laughs> just scream and wear red and I'll be, I'll notice you. I'll come to you and I'll show you around. It's, that's the way we do it here. <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, it's been an interesting like vacation slash business trip at, at the airport. They asked me if I was here for vacation or business. And it was kind of like I both. Don't know. <laughs> it was a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> I just said vacation. Cause I didn't, I didn't know if there were like additional charges or something. Yeah. I mean, once you say business, people get really into your, like up your in business, your business. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has been a really interesting experience for you in Mexico. It's your first time in the city. Yeah. Now I'm interviewing you, you know? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> uh, so what was it? Like the first day you arrived, you, <clears throat> we didn't see each other. But the second day you came to a shoot with me. Yeah, yeah. For That was really fun. Yes, that was very interesting. I've never been on a, uh, the set of a photo shoot before. It was, it was an outer space themed photo shoot. I was really grateful to have my my new internet friend with me in mm -hmm. set but at the same time I was just like I don't know what the fuck to do like I felt bad because I was just constrained <laughs> yeah. with a huge wig and I was painted the my whole face and my legs pink and I was in pain so I was like I'm sorry I can't do more for you yeah it was like Bjork on like the homogenic cover or whatever <laughs> just like very like red like very like yeah if you move in a certain way like yeah, I had This to rest my hurt. head like on a sofa because the wig was like <laughs> was huge. tearing my skull apart. But it was fine. It was fun. We had a nice lunch. We smoked some really good uh, weed. Oh, was that weed? Uh, what we smoked? Yeah. Yes, th oh, that was weed. Oh, <laughs> wow. Because it, 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 was, it, it was like tobacco and like chamomile tea or something. Yes. Like I do my mixes with... I used to live in, in France, so... Obviously, I do spliffs all the time. It's just such a European thing, and it just, like, stuck with me. Mm. And I kind of hate using normal tobacco because eventually it felt like it was too strong, and mm -hmm. it felt like my mouth was dry. I felt really dry in general. Yeah. So I started using alternatives. And here in Mexico, I'm really lucky that they have, like, um, they call it, like, ceremonial tobacco so it's like really natural tobacco mixed with flowers i mix it with like lavender and chamomile that i buy aside and then i put a little bit of weed and it's really nice it smells incredible nobody notices what you're yeah, smoking it was nice i didn't even notice <laughs> and, and i was i was and i was smoking it yeah it's a nice <laughs> hit it's like a different hit because lavender has its own effect mm. when you smoke it so it's that extra like yeah relaxation <laughs> yeah Yeah, I'm, I'm going to gentrify that from you. Sorry. Oh, please <laughs> do. It it's incredible. And I'm going to be like, oh, I, I made this up. Uh, yeah, there's no... Uh, <laughs> I didn't I get mean, any inspiration from anybody. Start selling it over there. Yeah. Dude, let's make money. I don't care. Yeah. No, no, for sure. No, honestly, it would be... It, I, that would be a good thing to give to moms. I think moms would really fuck with that because it doesn't smell too bad. And, like, it's not like, you know... I feel like most moms or most parents, like, they, like... 
they don't do they don't smoke weed for like 30 years and then they have the empty nest syndrome yeah and then they smoke again yeah then they're like oh let me buy a motorcycle let me do that so i think this would be a good um it's a good like a coming back yeah and i think a lot of people have a big problem with like the smell right mm. like to me, it's hilarious that you can have a person that goes out, has a thousand people smoking cigarettes next to them. They come home, they're stinky, True. stinky, and then you light up a, a joint and they'll be like, wow, no, how dare you? That's going to impregnate my fucking clothes and my hair. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, grow the fuck up. Yeah. You're standing next to like tobacco smokers. This this goes away in a sec. Like, this is a thing that you should listen to. Uh Tobacco stays in your clothes for up to five days. Weed leaves in one day. Like, that's a fucking fact. Mm -hmm. Science. And if you smoke cigarettes all the time, it's just like, after a while, your shit just permanently smells like cigarettes. Your hands smell like cigarettes. Your hands smell like, not even tobacco. Like, it just smells like chemicals. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Gross. So, yeah. So, I think this is a good, I think this is a good middle ground between all of them. Because it smells like tea. I guess it gets you high. I didn't, I I, I don't know. It didn't do it like crazy for me, but it was relaxing. It's but. a type of like I don't like to smoke just just weed because it feels like I become a little bit useless. Mm. <laughs> I'm I have a hard time speaking. I kind of like just go inside myself. Interesting. Or it like it really itches my nose when I just smoke a weed. It's like mm. oh, it attacks me, and I like to have like a controlled kind of situation where i'm like okay this little cigarette and because i used to smoke cigarettes because i lived in france and that's life smoking cigarettes yeah yeah um it it was a way to like also transition from smoking a pack of cigarettes and weed to like unifying both of them and making it like the best Mm. thing possible like the healthiest within the like what's possible with the lavender and stuff too yeah Mm-hmm. And the tobacco is like, I don't buy like rolling tobacco, like American spirit or camel or whatever. Mm. It's not the branded. It's literally ceremonial. Like I go to a place that's called like, um, nature, no natural center of Tao or something like that. Mm. It's like, uh, they grow it there or something. The tobacco, huh? they like grow the tobacco there. No, this woman brings it from like, uh, outskirts of the city mm-hmm. and she uses it. She uses it for ceremony. So she's like a sh- shaman. Mm. so she like curates it under the moon and everything it doesn't have any chemicals or anything like that that you would find in any rolling tobacco so it's really nice yeah it's nice it's yeah i'm definitely gonna definitely gonna bring that back i think we have a shark tank million dollar or billion dollar idea uh especially with the marketing it to parents i mean (laughs) it is already happening here (laughs) like people are doing it oh yeah like i i was shocked maybe a year ago it was like they started selling like uh herbal mixes of tobacco like big Mm -hmm. brands yeah and then out of the blue you just have cigarette boxes of like what i smoke but basically without weed right Mm -hmm. and it's really it's really latching on (laughs) yeah no it's it's a yeah it's it's a good idea (laughs) i have a bunch of billion dollar ideas (laughs) Let's, let's hear some other ones well, the one that I said in the shoot that we were in was the... Um, so they painted me, like, pink, right? And I was just thinking, like, yo, people be dressing like elves now, you know? True. It people is do, what People it is. do be dressing like elves. They do be. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what if we make a 
tanning salon, but instead of just tanning like, you know, darker, you just tan in colors. You're just pink for a week or purple mm-hmm. or green. That would be nice, right? Yeah. That's Tr- a billion dollar idea. True. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people listening, maybe they don't know, but it, I feel like Mexico City particularly is very... Um, like like that like the with changing the skin color and stuff i mean you guys even had that guy i know he's french or from like a different oh, black alien yeah like that like when i saw that i was like damn like if like he, if he was to come through new york it would be so much of a, like a different like a culture shock but i feel like really for, yeah but i feel like for you guys it was like oh shit like that's cool like oh look at my elf ears like you know i what think I mean? that because it's it's interesting here yeah i feel like i I don't know. I went to Cairo and I lived there for a while and I it was very evident what I saw. Like, I feel like Cairo is a bit like behind on Mexico, like maybe five years. Mm-hmm. But it's the same kind of idea of like youth revolution in a country that's very like close minded and religious, whether it's Muslim or Catholic here. Mm-hmm. You grew up with like like my parents, like as much as and they're modern and they're really open minded and they're not religious, but they would still see like the emo tendency. There was a huge like emo. Uh, it was a huge emo like uh, manifest that happened here in Mexico a long time ago. And I remember like newspapers and TV shows just being like, hmm. "This emo culture from American <laughs> kids came all the way to Mexico, and now it's getting kids depressed and suicidal and oh, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. So it was really like hating towards whatever came to Mexico from American culture. Mm. So whenever there was alternative clothes or like alternative artists or yeah. alternative I know, TV it's always, show, a, it's always like a culture war issue. Like the parents yeah. have to like latch onto it and be like, oh, like, yeah. And, and I feel like from what I saw in Cairo too, like it's this new generation of people that just want to like explore everything they were told not to explore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, telling people not to do things is like, just causes you to do it more. Even like adults, like it's like, like within like the Catholic church and stuff like that, it's like, Oh, you can tell like the, the husbands who are like faithfully married not to, you know, uh, get with other girls or not to like be gay or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, they get caught in a bathroom stall at with a gay a bar at a gay bar yeah or whatever or like yeah. with a prostitute or something like that it's like it even it's not even just with the kids it's like the adults are repressing it too and the adults like it manifests in the adults in certain ways too i mean yeah it's it's insane like i'm seeing such a like explosion here of like you know there's this uh mexico is a huge country of like female homicide (laughs) little dark fact very dark damn yeah it's it's one of the biggest like female homicide places in latin america and there's a huge female revolution obviously here and it's really like strong for you know that dressing a certain way shouldn't like get you in trouble or make you feel unsafe yeah yeah and you can see that explosion of like repressed feelings and just being told that you cannot be yourself in extremes like now you see people going out in fucking fishnets and that's your fucking dress yeah and it's it's taking it to an extreme where it's like i think and i feel in a very humble like thought Mm -hmm. that maybe there's not steps but maybe like education that needs to be filled in before going to an extreme without even knowing why you're doing it or what's the purpose behind like this revelation Mm -hmm. so 
we were talking about outfits. This is why I'm going there. Mexico is full of like crazy outfits. I think that it's like very, very Japan, Japan vibes where it's like you go out in the street and you see just whatever. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you went to Ceremonia. How was the outfits there? <laughs> yeah, especially at the Arca Shy Girl Earth Eater, you know. Oh, we were always also speaking that the Tokisha stage, yeah. The stage that Arca was in was called Traición. And Traición is a party that they do here in Mexico City that's uh, very LGBT. And oh my God, you could see just the lineup on Ceremonia. Like that, that stage, Traición, was super alt, super yeah, like it new. It was interesting. That's the one I was at most of the day because I mean, I really came here. I didn't come here for except Rocky or Wu Tang. I actually didn't end up seeing Wu Tang. I came here for, you know. My, my page has been interesting because maybe two years ago, if I had seen that lineup, I would have been like, yeah, Wu-Tang, ASAP Rocky is cool. You know what I mean? Like maybe Arca. I don't even, I wasn't really even interested in Arca. Now it's like, <laughs> it's like that was like a headlining stage for me. It was a lot smaller and like, it wasn't like the crowd wasn't as crazy or whatever, like as far back, but it's like, it's just cool. Like seeing, like that was like such a well curated lineup from like, from Earth Eater in the beginning of the day and then later on to Shy Girl And then you go to uh, Tokisha, I think that's how you Tokisha. Pre- Tokisha. She was on the recent Rosalia album. She was really good. And then obviously you get Arca at the end, which was fucking amazing. She's just she's just the best. I mean, like I mean, she's one of the best live performers. Like out, it's a really good. Up. You could tell. I could tell at least that it was a very well curated like stage. Oh because yeah. Because special because they they do these parties. They know they're like a yeah, yeah. public. They know what they play. They know what they like, and it was beautifully curated yeah i think yeah it was interesting because we were attempting to i don't know if we can say this i can cut it if, if not we were attempting to get arca for uh, after party oh yeah we were and i honestly You're tried close. my <laughs> i tried my fucking best like i was even shocked that i got to directly to the like the girl that books her at xxl records i i was shocked that they like i got all the way there yeah but it was it was obvious that uh, If if it's not planned, it's not like something that she's interested. Like it's yeah. not like she's gonna go and do like tiny parties, even if they pay her a lot. Because we did have like a bunch of brands that were interested in like sponsoring the event. It was just that well, like for example, right now you see her Instagram. She's in the beach. <laughs> like yeah, right. She'd rather go and like stay in a resort. She already did Bottega Benetton. You know, like mm-hmm. she's so big that I don't think that she cares anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I mean, the the thing about Arca that is really interesting to me is I feel like she's very like she pops out at very specific and certain times. Like yeah. um, like I I assume that we could get her for this because um, the reason why I proposed it to you is because I saw that she did a uh, Shane Oliver and Anonymous Club and um, like the guy who made Hood by Air, you know Shane Oliver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. She did one of his shows and she was dressed like super normal, like glasses, like a tank top. Like it wasn't like an Arca, Arca Arca show, you know what I mean? It was just like a DJ set at a small spot. So I was like, I didn't know their relationship. I didn't realize that how far back like they go. They're very good friends. Like, yeah, been that's what mus- I was gonna say. They've been making music together since like 2012, and yeah. it's, and they have a whole album out together, fashion line now. It's like very specific. So I assume we can get her. That's what I'm trying to say. But like, um, I- I'm realizing now that she only does very carefully curated, specific type events, which is cool. And even if it's like, even if it's not curated, because I've seen her around too. It's. I've noticed that it's just like friends, you know, like long time friends from the industry. Right. Like, for example, here she got booked and she 
like they like did some hosting with her and everything because she used to work at NAFI like she was part of, of NAFI which is a record label here in Mexico and then she went to New York so she knows a bunch of producers here and that's why she was out and having fun and doing techno into idioma with Barragan and stuff like that mm -hmm. Barragan is like a maybe you've heard of it it's like very popular in the states it's a brand it's oh, a Mexican what's brand it called? Barragan You'd have to spell it for me, and I'd have to look it up. B a r r, if you no. oh Bar like Barrigan? yeah, like Barrigan. Okay, I have heard of that before. Yes. So yeah, they were doing like the coverage of the festival of Ceremonia. So they were with with Arca a day before the festival, mm -hmm. having dinner and stuff. But it's because they know these people. Oh, did they do an interview with her or no? Or I mean, it was more like a story style, like story yeah. style, like having the the microphone and just being like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And they were playing piano with her and shit yeah, too, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. But it's like, so you have this this media outlet that's now called Tecno en tu idioma, which is like Tecno in your, in your language. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> and... It's people that know people, stylists, designers, the artist that I told you about, Meth Math. Well, yep. she's really well connected. She knows she was a model, so she knows a lot of people from all over, from magazines. She modeled for Vetmons. Like, oh, shit. Obviously, she has her connections. And yeah, it's cool. You can tell that like people kind of still support each other like from years of knowing each other and like you can i i don't know i always get inspired because i also worked in fashion and it's it's nice to know that connections somehow work yeah <laughs> you know for sure it's scary to think that oh you meet all these people and then tomorrow you're gonna be like hey look at my project and they're gonna be like we don't give a fuck but no it does work yeah it's um it's interesting to see how creatives work and stuff like that like at different levels for sure and especially like like going back to archer for like just a second like it is really interesting to see like how i don't know she, how the way that she fills her schedule you know what i mean yeah it's like it's like she might have like two photo shoots this day, this, and like, she can only really pencil in like an hour or something like that for like this or that or the other thing. It's really cool to see, or like you go like maybe a little bit lower and you can like, you know, interview them or you can talk to them or something like that to certain people. But like, it's really, it's really cool to see as people get like more and more like, like higher up and more like status and stuff like that. And more of like a, like facial recognition stuff. It's like their schedules get so cramped. Say so they get, it's so like, complicated. Like, 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 I, like when I interviewed Earth Eater, did you did you ever end up hearing that uh, interview? Uh, the podcast? Yeah, you yeah, should, yeah. You listen to it? Yeah, it's hilarious because it's, it's it's like I had to like the story of that is so funny because um, I was down in Atlanta and I was like really drunk with my friend, uh, my friend Mike. Shout out Mike. Uh, we were coming back. Shout, from, out. <laughs> shout out to Mike. We were coming back from this club and he was throwing up like in the streets and sorry, <laughs> maybe I'll cut that part. Sorry, Mike. But yeah, he was like kind of sick or whatever. So he had to stop at a bench and it was like two or 3 a.m. I was on my phone. I'm like, ah, like, you know, whatever. I'll just go on Instagram. I saw Earth Eater was in the studio by herself and stuff. And like, it was clear that nobody else was doing anything at that time. So I hit her up and I said, hey, do you want to do an interview? And she said, yes, she said, come to the studio right <laughs> wow. now. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's moments like that that you're like, yeah. yo, you're free now. What are you doing? Right. Do you want to do something? Yeah, it's like it's like she's going like 120 miles an hour. It's like a, it's almost like NASCAR. You ever watch NASCAR? Yeah. It's like they go like so fast. They go like whatever, like 150 miles an hour around the track. And once in a while, they have to have a pit stop, which yeah. is like a minute or two, and they change the tires and shit, and then they go back out, and it's just like yeah, it's that's how they are. You got to catch them within like like I I ended up basically. Uh, she overslept or something because she like uh, was recording the night before, so she ended up uh, missing her nail appointment. 
So she had to get a nail appointment at like some like Korean nail salon and she had an AirPod in <laughs> with a mask on and I interviewed her while she was getting her nails wow. done. Wow. So that's yeah, for a that... shoot because her, her nail broke and she had to get it done for a shoot in LA. So oh. if I hadn't caught her in those 30 minutes, then she's on the plane. And, yeah, and an you hour. already like missed her. Like, like it's crazy. And a lot of artists uh, just multitask. Yeah, like, and that's fine. That, I understand that. Like, like I even I felt really bad when I was like when I first met you because I was like, how am I gonna meet this guy and just like pull him into like my work? <laughs> yeah, I no, you're like, the complete opposite. I was hanging out with you at that photo shoot for like 12 hours. Like you were talking to me and being engaging. Like we ate lunch together. But we, for me, like for example, like I'm no one. But it was like I was like, dude. Don't say that. If I don't see that, if I, if I don't see him like the first day, even if I have work, uh -huh. I feel bad. But at the same time, I don't know if how you're gonna react if you're gonna be like, I'm not gonna go into your work and like, like sometimes I feel guilty because I'm like it's so comfortable to like mash things up for me because oh, I yeah. don't have time and I feel bad for the other person because I'm like I'm so sorry. It's it's because I don't have any more time. No, I feel you. I do. The, I do the same stuff with other people. I feel bad. Like, I, like I've I've lost friends and like relationships and stuff over my multitasking. Like, guys, I, guys, I've been there. You know, whoever's listening to this, don't be that guy. Don't be a dick. Don't get mad when people multitask. We're just trying to make it. Yeah, we so have. Please, <laughs> yeah, have patience. Yeah, you, you. The schedules are super specific. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's weird. How, like, it's not like a nine to five job where it's like, oh, I got my work done for the day. I can go home. It's like, no, nah, like. I might have to, I might be able to interview Arca at three in the morning. And you don't know. And if you're with a friend, you're like, are you gonna tag along or are you gonna leave? And if you're that guy, if you're that friend in that situation, do whatever you want. Just don't make the other person feel bad. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's not. I'm not trying to. Yeah, I, I, my attention is not necessarily on you 100, but it is. Like it's like. It's like almost like uh, my attention is on you 100% and then my attention is also on this other thing 100%. 100%. I got two 200. eyes. You know what I mean? I got two hands. I got two exactly. legs. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I have like five people in my head so it's just five people yeah. doing five different things. Right. And it's not an impersonal it's not on an impersonal tip or anything like that. It's not like oh like I'm like yeah like diverting my attention and like I'm not paying attention to you and I'm doing this 100%. I'm also not doing that 100% because I'm paying attention to you. Yeah. You know? I might miss an email because I'm like eating lunch with a friend or something. So yeah. it goes both ways. It goes both ways. And we're just hustling. It's a, it's yeah. a hustling world. Like, come on. Yeah. This is, this is an aspirational episode. I feel like this is a good one because it's a good episode. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is a good, not, well, first of all, it's a good episode just generally, but it's also an aspirational one or an inspirational one, however you want to put it. Cause I feel like give us a couple of years and we'll be at the resorts. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I don't want to do interviews with you. I'm swimming. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm manifesting that. Yeah. Oh, pay me 30K for like this, head, or 50K. You know what? Fuck it. Not 30. 50K for this headlining the, spot. That's how much it is. That's it. Boom. The other day I had this crazy dream and maybe my brain went bonkers, but it, you know what? Yeah. Why not? I aspire for that. <laughs> what was the dream? It was that, um, well, it was really silly. It was like I was with my friend, like my friend Garans. Shout out Garans. Shout out Garans. <laughs> um, and we were in this tobacco shop and there's always like those scratchy things where you like win money. Mm -hmm. And I scratched one like in my dream and it was like, you're getting paid for the next 12 years 300,000 euros every month and I was like wow. fuck yeah that's Damn. insane like that's an insane amount of money what would you money. do with that amount of money 
that's like, like i woke up and i was like what the fuck would i do with that amount of money monthly like not for a year monthly yeah i don't know that's too much money i would buy houses for all my friends my all my family mm. that's a good way to lose your money <laughs> yeah I, and at least i would be like hey i invested in all this house hey you can stay there but they're under my name <laughs> okay you know what okay maybe it wouldn't be too bad maybe if you put down payments on a house each month if you get thirty thousand after taxes or three hundred thousand euros right mm-hmm. after taxes yeah okay you can you can do that you can put maybe 50k on a house a month it's like monopoly yeah exactly it's like monopoly i would just play monopoly with the world i guess <laughs> yeah 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 and keep it chill. like don't be like oh here's all my money like in no, one no, day. no. yeah because then you, you gotta go you gotta keep it like always steady <laughs> yeah that's a that's a really good idea if i ever get rich overnight i'm gonna buy properties for all my people but yeah. they can stay there for five years but maybe like there, it's still my property. It is. It's the name. Like you can be really nice, but it it it's mine. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna sell it after five years or something, and keep it nice. Actually, one of my but biggest you live there for dreams. Free, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you lived there for free for five years, so you're welcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of my biggest dreams, like in a more realistic way, is Mexico has like I'm not gonna say cheap and like insult Mexicans, but in the same way, it is cheap like to buy terrains here, mm-hmm. and. I was looking into investing in a tra- terrain in the beach. And like, like, oh, you mean like property? Like or, property. Okay. How do you say like a yeah, land? You, uh, you call it land or property. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I understood. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we're talking about the same thing. But yeah, I I want to buy up a, a property. Like, and I'm like looking into it and I think it's more realistic. And I just want to build there like two houses for like mm. my mom and my dad who hate each other. <laughs> but my plan is to have just like a, a secret garden in the middle of the Same. Sorry. of the thing. <laughs> and then just like have a bunch of weed grow there because they smoke weed. And then eventually they're going to go to the little park and smoke weed and run into each other and be like, oh. You live here? <laughs> ah. And then they're going to fall in love again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, so you're going to parent trap your yeah, parents? Yeah, I'm going to parent trap my parents. <laughs> but they live on the same, like, acre? Or they live in, like, two different spots in the same town? Like Yeah, like so it's a really big piece of land. Ah. So it would be, like, one extreme and the other extreme. And in the middle, just, like, this forest. Forest, okay. Like, okay. this beautiful, like, you know, nice sand garden. Aww. Like, very Asian. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cute. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And I know that without, like, money issues or, like, the stress of life, if they were just placed in a mm, place that everything like the was... Sims. Exactly. If everything was <laughs> taken care of, they would be happy. Yeah, true. True. I feel like that would be the same for most people. I feel like everything yeah. is stresses... Yeah. I feel like the, everything is um, stressful, like, stress things about money, pretty much. Oh, yeah. My, like... Oh, one of my mom's favorite sayings is, like... Money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure does help. <laughs> it's true. It does. It, it it patches up certain things, but I feel like some people don't know how to handle money. I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like some people fuck it up in certain ways. Like, let's say you're making 500K a year. Instead of just, like, living modestly and, like, having a happy life, like, debt-free with your wife, you just become into a different bracket of debt. And now it's like, oh, my Bentley is not the current year one that Paul has. So, like, you know, yeah. you know his wife is telling my wife that, but like, it's nicer, so I had to buy it. I think that's the problem of, like, a society that just chases a dream that's non-existent, right? And the yeah. media of sales, where it's like, mm-hmm. you're winning this much, you can be happy, you can be content, you can be chill. But then society is like, oh, you're winning that much money, you should have this car, you should dress this way, you yeah, should right. travel these places. Right. 
It's but like buy this BMW, but also the service is more expensive now. And also you got to keep it in the garage. Otherwise it's going to get like duck, like goose shit on it. And then the paint's going to dry. And then it's like, now you're in another bracket of like, yeah, you're, sometimes you're owing money. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I've met really, really, really wealthy people. And sometimes I'm like, yo, it's true. More money, more problems. Yeah. The problems are different. Maybe your problem, like sometimes I see it like with my family and stuff and I'm always like, yo, we gotta be grateful. Like within all, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I see people that, you know, have substance abuse. They don't, they have no connection with their yeah. families. Yeah. Like that, I'm that happens united. a lot in rich families too. You, yeah, uh, exactly. Like, like I'm that. united with my family. At the end of the day, I, I smoke weed. I've done a couple of drugs, but like, I see other cases and I'm like, oh my God, we're, we're fucking lucky. Like, especially unity. Like I see so much, so many really wealthy people that are so alone and they have no connection with their families and it just makes me really sad. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, different levels of of things. And also you can get that amount of money and then like lose your job or you can get that amount of money and then like have a divorce. And then all of a sudden it's like, now you're making half the money. You're not happy. You know what I mean? You're like living in like here. You put the money like as this like holy thing that is yeah. gonna dictate how you feel i feel like people should just like live within the means like like the way that i would want to have it i'd like to have a nice apartment in the city so that i can like interact with artists and go to shows that kind of thing like whatever that like i don't need the central park apartment like it'll be yeah. like a, you know it'll be a, a i don't want to say a modest brownstone but if i had unlimited money yeah like a modest like brownstone or whatever like in like i don't know the east village or something like that maybe one other house in cali like that's it like you know a decent car i don't need like a maserati i don't need like a a boat i don't need any of that shit i i fucking i fucking studied fashion design in paris so i was surrounded by the whole luxury life and the whole like you should just set a a limit for yourself just like okay i'm here now that's it like and i can donate the rest and i can like you know help my help people around me and live a happy life and not be in debt like i just don't get why it needs to keep going and going well like living in france and studying fashion design and living the whole like big boom of like Kanye going there and these people just like it's what I call like rich French kids <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> that's what they are True. you kind of like just see it like their preoccupations go like to a certain extent like their reality goes to a certain extent they don't know about wars they don't know about like depression in like markets or like the economy the the value of the coins they're using they don't their biggest thing is like what am i gonna wear to the club next weekend yeah and it's insane because out of that like bubble they don't they really don't understand like the the reality of a lot of people and you you ask yourself like how can you get to a point where you're like spending more money than you make and you're trying to reach these things that maybe seem used like to me i studied fashion and i'm like i would never fucking buy a bag that i cannot afford you know yeah, like no no for why sure why am i gonna do that to myself or like buy twenty thousand things just to fit in yeah you know because it's one thing that you like things and it's another thing that you want to fit in it's, it's a un- it's a uniform and blah 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 yeah <laughs> but it's it's scary like you just see and you realize that that no one like gives them reality checks so no for sure so they even get pissed at you if you're like, yo, like, why are you thinking about that? 
yeah it's it's weird it must be interesting to be born into like being like very 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 wealthy like at that level because it's like you probably don't even see like cash you probably don't even see like homeless people and especially as things are getting exactly more, you're just in another universe especially as things are getting more into like credit cards and bitcoin and like not intangible cash and stuff like that and people are getting richer and richer i feel like it's probably going to be even more like isolated from like the wealth gap is just the wealth gap is just like it's enormous. insane like it's absolutely it's like and, it's, and it grows so much more every year like super exponentially and this idea of belonging and just wanting to fake yourself way like your way in into these like groups and stuff like fashion parties and all these things i knew kids that their parents were like normal french people and they would they would beg them it would be like their early bre- like a uh, birthday gift some balmain jeans so they could go to the club and their friends wouldn't make fun of them and it broke my heart i was like how are you gonna beg your parents that barely make money yeah for balmain jeans <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> yeah no that's it's it's crazy uh, jeans are like the funniest thing to be spending money on because i mean like some jeans are cool like you're like you're, i just saw your boyfriend's like denim that shit was cool he made them so he made those <laughs> yeah he's, he's a talented guy very talented guy um but yeah um I, I, denim is one of the funniest things because you can wear like five or ten dollar denim and you or you can wear like whatever like uh m- like m- what is it called like micah mary jeans or whatever and it's yeah. like if you just wear them a certain way it's really not like that big of a deal it's not a, it's not a, a difference really i i went into fashion because i loved uh mcqueen yeah and, like yeah. obviously i i love uh versace like i'm really into like patterns and like silhouettes and woman bodies and stuff like that it was a passion it was something that i dreamt of like whether you like it or not creating like f- dresses and stuff it's like an art and then as soon as i started studying like fashion and i went to college uh just street style was in fashion and street style took over everything yeah and there was a huge like for me it was shocking to see like prices the same prices that something that took you like i don't know three weeks to build yeah yeah was the same price as a t-shirt <laughs> or pants yeah and the way that fashion has switched and it's like yeah you you spoke about venomins before that's that's one of those brands where like the material is not worth 900 dollars. like it's a shirt that says like i shopped the venomins and all i got was this stupid t-shirt oh yes it and says that on the shirt and it's i even went to it's like a joke i i went to like the outskirts of paris and i wanted to buy like these policemen like hats when they were really in fashion because vetements like release like the police like outfits and stuff oh my god (laughs) they literally told me oh that's funny there was a very big brand that came and bought like a whole bulk Oh, and I was no. like, who were they? And they were like, oh, Vetements. And I was like, of course. Yeah. Vetements got the bag. Vetements is an interesting company because they like, they like, yeah, their material is not like the best. It's like, what it's like, I don't know. It's like any other brand or something like that. Maybe it cost them like. I mean, what I, I like about them is that I met them. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, once they explained it to you me. You met the whole brand? I'm, there's two, it's two guys. Who, okay. Tell it's two it. guys that are behind like the the whole idea and their whole thing is like they're these imagine just like meme people of fashion so they basically made a meme brand okay they're like how far can we go how much can we charge and how ridiculous can it be so that's pretty much like their whole idea it's, it's like con- a it's social a, experiment it's a good concept because if you see their stuff on sense it goes from like 900 dollars to like 500 and you think it's like oh i'm getting a good deal on vedmans it's like not really because they might have paid like 20 dollars. oh yes <laughs> and i can confirm 
where they got their shit was cheap. <laughs> yeah, if you're saying that they bought it at some random store, like police uniforms or whatever. And they're not ashamed of it. Like, in fashion parties, in fashion, like, dinners, whatever, they're very outspoken and they're like, yo, it's a social experiment. Like, it's literally, we're testing, like, buyers, consumers. This is just... Yeah, like how much are you willing to reaction. spend on like the coolest, on like the newest, hottest brand or whatever? And even like the idea of like doing like the really big jackets that are you can't even like yeah. scratch your nose or go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's it's weird. You're saying like it started off as a meme. You ever see Zoolander? Oh yes, of yeah, course. It's like that. It's like Zoolander, but like it's actually inspiring stuff because if you see like big, stupidly oversized jackets are in in fashion now, like stupidly oversized like yeah like, like you can like lean and like you can become like a you've never <laughs> seen that that uh, instagram page that just like photoshops uh puffer jackets on rappers oh like, and makes huge, them like really really big yeah and they're just like tiny yeah that's exactly what, what vitamins does <laughs> oh yes i remember i don't who was it was it the north phase i think it was like three years ago someone did a runway show and they literally had like models come mm-hmm. out Oh, whole, was it that their whole dresses like just became like a jacket tents right? and like yeah, that's, that's sleeping a, bags Montclair, yeah exactly oh yeah hola my dog is here oh <laughs> the survivor the survivor yeah we should get into that real quick oh yeah that was an interesting thing that happened yesterday <laughs> oh yes so i invited uh I, my friend here, Ryan, to come with me for an adoption event that I made uh, for adopting dogs. Everything was beautiful, so cute. Yeah, I walked in and there was like five dogs. Like re- I was ready to. I, I'm on, about to get on a plane. I can't bring animal, animals with me. I was ready to like just fight customs one. to bring one of these goddamn puppies back. I mean, it was a good day. It was like uh, it was meant to do good, right? Yeah. And then this guy randomly comes with his fucking Rottweiler. He's not part of the refugee I work with. He's not part of the event. And he's just like, yo, can you help me like give my dog for adoption? Big mistake. Like, for starters, who does that? Who goes to an adoption place and it's like, yo, take my dog. <laughs> I was joking with her. I'm like, it's like, I'm like, this is not like a dog, like recycling center, like a receptacle. It's like, you don't just get to bring, it's like, it's like bringing like a, a, a 18 year old to like an orphanage. It's like, yeah, like what the, who, you don't the, do that? Like send him to therapy. Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, pay attention to him, you know? And like, okay. So backstory, uh, I asked this guy like, yo, did you adopt this dog? And he's just like no, I bought it, it's mine, but I can't take care of him anymore. So obviously, conclusion is that he bought a dog, didn't know how to train him, and now he's just like, I don't know what to do with it, take it. I'm with my dog there, and this fucking dog just jumps on my dog and straight up bites him. And my dog is a tiny schnauzer. Like, <laughs> Yeah, in comparison, it's like um, Hasbula and Shaq. Oh, yes, basically. Yeah. My dog is Hasbulla. <laughs> yeah, but not with the strength. Yeah. But, yeah, he bites him, latches on. Ryan jumps and, like, like ripped them, like, just takes them apart because I was so I was so in shock that I, I just didn't move. I was like, <gasps> And my poor dog had, like, a hole on his back. I had to take him to the vet and, like, he got stitches and shit. Very reasonable vet. Very reasonably priced. It was, like... 20 us dollars like translated maybe 25 us dollars at most for stitches uh care right there yeah novocaine like we're in the yeah. dog's back uh a week worth of antibiotics like antiseptic dog xanax too 
yeah dog sad like <laughs> like I, it, it worked out so nice it was it was really good like it was very Mexi- scary i'm happy that your dog is alive and walking around and stuff because it was really scary fuck that dog by the way yeah the apparently i was too calm everybody <laughs> told me that i should have fucked that guy up yeah because he was like he even was like well you know it was your dog's fault and i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> yeah i'm I, i'm in a different country and i'm realizing that the police here like are like i don't know they run scams sometimes so i like i wouldn't have wanted to talk to or call the police or or get into a fight with that guy like a yeah. fist fight because like, he deserved thing. to be that guy deserved to be punched in the face um, like i love mexico and obviously yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna talk shit about it it's my country it, it just worked out that we didn't do anything and we just brought your yeah, dog to the vet but it's maybe it's better just to like kind of take care of situations on your own like yeah. if you involve police if you it's right. uh, it's messy you lose money first you of lose all fuck time. the police <laughs> yeah fuck the police all the time anywhere everywhere like, <laughs> in, in the u.s it sucks and then you come down here and they're like scamming people it's like fuck the police man everywhere. i am terrified of the police in the u.s like if i ever got lost i would rather go into like shops yeah they're like, and be sharks. like help me find my mom <laughs> when i was a kid obviously like if i get lost now i'm not gonna go into a shop and yeah, be like, where's my mom? <laughs> yeah but i would like i remember i would rather go into shops and be like can you like voice me out like into the mall or something because i'm not gonna go to like pff, police terrify me yeah they're scary because they like you walk up to them and just ask them something and then all of a sudden it's like their fucking like little thing on their side like is like buzzing and like yeah, me, no. are, I'll, I'll come here like 245 it's like they silence it and they like look you in the eyes and then more of them come behind you it's like it's like, are no. you doing something illegal? It's like, no, I'm, I just want to ask you, like, what the direction is. Well, like, Mexico yeah. and police is even worse. Like, oh, I yeah, guess, I noticed. Yeah. I guess that everywhere, I've always said this. I think that every country is corrupt. It's just the way you present it and how oh, organized yeah. you are with your corruption. <laughs> no, it, 1,000%. I mean, the LA Police Department, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently, especially this one called Trunon and, uh, and Chapel Trap House, shout out to them. They, they talk a lot about, like, um, these, like, the LA police were like in gangs and they still are. They have gang tattoos. That makes so much like, of course, mm-hmm. come on. They confiscate, uh, they confiscate like all types of drugs from like certain people and then they lose them to other people. Yeah. So I it's mean, like, yeah, they like take them from the bloods and give them to the Crips. That's what I like. That's what I always say. Like what the U S is exactly the same type of corruption but they're way more organized about it you know Oh, for sure yeah so yeah. here you have people where they're like you know politicians always have like uh, relationships with drug lords here because they run the fucking country so at the end of the day you gotta be like you gotta have meetings with them because it's like talking to another politician at the end of the day yeah it's like jeff bezos like yeah. he's gonna be influencing shit whether you like it or not right exactly like you have so you have guys like jeff bezos here like multi-millionaires that it Yep. decide things for the government and then you have drug cartels that decide things yeah for the they government. probably have even more money than jeff bezos the cartels yeah. and and even the guy like carlos slim like he's one of the richest guys in the world well not anymore but mm-hmm. he was mexican he has the monopoly of like telmex and like telephone companies internet companies mm. tv companies like everything's a monopoly and then you have the drug lords that you know, are taking half the cities, half the towns, and they, like... um, There was a really famous case where, like, 42 students disappeared, and they, like, painted it like they just went and kidnapped these kids. But the truth was that they were paid by the cartels 
to go and like do publicity in another in another state and be like no this cartel is the best blah 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 and they got killed because the students yeah the students got killed because they they accepted a job and then the the government was like no we can't have this happen you know like it's better if we disappear them oh my god so you just have like people that disappear and no one wants to say what happened and the truth is that the police and uh i don't know big companies are all involved and it's it's really fucked up like i don't even want to talk about it anymore <laughs> damn here i'm gonna pee really quick and i'm gonna edit this out okay and then we'll get into like music <laughs> don't don't edit the pee out <laughs> if you want to talk to the audience by yourself uh, okay. feel free and i won't edit it okay i'm gonna talk maybe maybe it's something fun and you can guys like enjoy it It's hard for me to speak in English um, because I can't speak in Spanish. I can't speak in French. I can't speak in any fucking language because my brain is a mess. So I always sound like a little bit of a retard, but I do my best. You know, I can communicate myself, I think. Um, well, let me introduce myself that I never did that. <laughs> I'm dear. Uh, I'm Mexican. I'm a musician. And I also have a little agency called Loser Agency. And, well, that's me. <laughs> Check out my music. I'm really fun. I'm really sad. I'm everything you want. <laughs> That This is me speaking, like, by myself while Ryan is in the bathroom. Um, yeah, maybe I can say one of my really polemic, like, thoughts. <laughs> no, okay, he's back. He saved me from my polemic thoughts and being burnt into the stake. <laughs> You're like, I think COVID is a myth. <laughs> I think COVID is a myth. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think it's a myth, but I do think that it's a... I don't think so, but I love the conspiracy theory that it's like a, a chemical war. Yeah. That's something I can believe. Mm. No, it makes sense. I mean, honestly, I don't I don't know what to believe anymore. It's like there's so many like corrupt government operations and stuff like that. It's hard to tell like what exactly is true, what's false, especially like the last couple of years with like everything being revealed with with trump when he was in office oh yes like so much government corruption and like stuff was like it was almost like trump like ripped the blanket off or something that for me like, was i always say it i'm like trump had to be president like it, he it was, was the president that we deserved it was it had to happen like what were you gonna do like just lie to yourself all your life like he's like the joker yeah he's like he's like a exactly. complete villain he's like completely like terrible but he like reveals like these Or he's more, just transparent more surprisingly. so like the riddler i guess in like the new movie where it's like yeah he like reveals like all this like disgusting stuff that goes under of humanity society of society exactly <laughs> but then but then biden came in and now it's like you don't hear about any of that stuff and you can't and you don't question it it's just well like, well you know sleepy joe that's how <laughs> they call him <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting like he's not really like involved at all he, he pops out like once in a while for like trump used to be tweeting all the time all the fucking time this guy sleeps in meetings yeah he would be yeah he would be doing like front face <laughs> camera videos like yo kim jong-un fuck you and then it's like you know what i mean it was just like so much corruption was just being seen like really out front it, which was interesting but now biden and, and like harris are in office it's like very like you don't hear about shit you don't like none of the updates with the government like like student loans were supposed to be canceled for yeah. example i haven't heard a damn thing about lol it. what who said that <laughs> yeah if Tr- that's how they are <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and 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 like It's really interesting, like the f- like we got stimulus checks. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and the third one, it got taxed. Like this year, like my taxes, I had to like oh, I owed money to the government because it's like they get they gave me free money and then they're like, 
psych like psych you owe us more yeah it was uh, yeah it was it was when when it was the the re-election well when it was like trump running with biden oh yeah i everybody hated me in mexico (laughs) really oh no everybody (laughs) fucking hated me in mexico because i was this insane person that was like trump has to win guys trump has to win or we're gonna go with sleepy joe and everybody's gonna go to sleep and then when he but at the same time, everything happens for a reason. And I always, like, I see yeah. it this way. If Trump had won, war would have been in the States. Oh, yeah. This and Ukrainian shit, he would have been like, oh, I'm the best. Like, Ukraine, like, yeah. I'm the best. Like, Ukraine has to be, like, involved And with because us. Biden is in it, they just sent the war over there and they just kept it over there, you yeah. know? Yeah, they, they were both terrible. I, this is the first time I ever voted. Because even for Hillary, I didn't vote because I thought it was, number one, I thought it was surefire. And number two, I, um, uh, especially in Connecticut, like I knew that it, and it ended up, it did end up being democratic, but I was just like, I have to study for a test. I, I, I don't care. Yeah. And then this time around, it was like, I don't know. It felt like a real event. Like, yeah. it was like going to see like, I don't know, like <laughs> the new transformers or, you know, Whoa. shout out Morbius. It was like going to see Morbius. Morbius. Everybody got to go see Morbius, you know, everybody got to. Yeah. It just ate up everything. Yeah, going to see Hil- Hillary was like, I don't know, like going to see that. There was this movie with Oprah where she was like a fairy or something like that a couple of years ago. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like something in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like... Uh, That's like voting for Hillary. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, ah, it, you know, it'll do well in the box office. I don't need to see it. And then it's like, oh, shit. It has a movie with Oprah shit. that tanked in the box office? Wow. Okay, wow. Wow. <laughs> I guess people don't care about Oprah that much. They don't. <laughs> yeah, and that's what happened with Hillary. So anyway, <laughs> let's, let's move but on. But yeah, like, they hated me here and I just <laughs> decided to, like, silence. I was like, don't don't share your, your stupid little thoughts. <laughs> it's funny, though, because it, honestly, you can share your thoughts away as long as it doesn't, like, as long as there's not, like, a Mexican Trump and you're like, oh, yeah, like, I, yeah. like, like yeah, like, suppressing, like, all this kind of stuff. But in America, it's like, you can't vote. So, yeah so who cares? I, <laughs> like, who cares yeah let really, me just talk shit yeah you're not really it's not like you're influencing you're, you're I, not, it's not like anybody you're saying it like it's not like you are like an influencer in a sort of way or like a musician in a sort of way i guess but like it's not like you're gonna say something and then someone in america is gonna be like oh i'm voting for trump because of that oh yeah well actually i had a I hope not. <laughs> no 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 it's, it's it's not going there it's not going there uh-uh. <laughs> don't don't worry I had a big like when when it was the big like big Black Lives Matter movement and uh-huh. the whole like protest and shit like that. I had a lot of friends that went to the protest and they got beat up pre- protecting their black friends. It was like crazy, and um, I decided to. I'm very psychological and I like to be like a mother, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna." I'm going to take some time and see what these Trump supporters are all about. So I would go on and be like, listen, I just want to hear your side. Why are you supporting this guy? What's the deal? Right. And once you started talking to them, most of them were just uneducated. They didn't know what they were supporting. They didn't know what they were fighting against. Yeah, yeah. And once you like, this is one of the biggest things that like got people thinking. I just kept saying like, I think that Trump is a great businessman. Mm-hmm. But to be a president, you gotta be a little bit diplomatic, and I don't, I think he's lacking that. Yeah, because sure. at the end of the day, a country is not a business; it's it has people. Yeah. And once I said that, people were like, "Well, I guess he is a great businessman," and I would just say, "Like maybe he would have been a great financial advisor." Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, "Well, I guess so." <laughs> yeah, it's interesting with him because he like. He's a good businessman in the American sense. He honestly, it, it makes sense because you said a country is not a business. But I think when Trump got into office, it really was like, 
oh, okay, capitalism is what it is. Like, yeah, he you know was like, I mean? let's not, make it a business. It's not like this Obama shit where like Obama was in there, he's a moderate, and it kept being like, oh, I want to have these progressive policies, but like, oh, they keep slapping them down. It's like, no, you're in the pockets of all these big businesses. And yeah, it's that's not, the thing too. Like, that's it why was you, realistic yeah. with Trump. It was right. like... Right, with him, it's like, yeah, he's he's like a capitalist through and through. He's a good American businessman. He he branded himself perfectly. That's all you have to do. You have to have a blue check. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Lots of followers. And like an opinion that people care about. And even if you're in debt, it doesn't matter because like you can go bankrupt eight times. And then after a while, you can just be like, you can come back. He's fine. Like, honestly, maybe he's stressed out all the time. And again, it's, it goes with America. Like everybody's just it stressed goes out. with America. It's a great like represent. I also thought like yeah. the whole idea of like reality TV and stuff. Yeah, he belongs. He, he is. He is our president. It makes it made complete yeah, sense. America made their own country on a reality TV show. They were like, "We yeah. love reality TV. Let's make it our country." Right. Exactly. And yeah. And yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it kind of revealed. Anyways. All, it kind of revealed that all presidents are bad. Because honestly, I like was a big Obama supporter. I loved Obama. And then once Trump got into office, I was like, "Wait a second. This guy hasn't done shit for us <laughs> at all." I mean, like, I found know? out things about Obama that I was like, "Well, of course." Apparently. You know, he used the whole, like, uh, LGBT, you know, like, we support, yeah, let's yeah. do all these, like, trans rights. But it was the biggest, like, administration that deported the most people. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can say, you can definitely say, because we're in Mexico, it's like the camps at the borders and shit. It was, it was more him than Trump. It was insane. Which, which is crazy. And again, both of them are trash. Both All the, politicians are trash. Yeah, <laughs> both of them are garbage. So let's just get that out of the way. Neither of us are Trump supporters or Obama supporters or whatever. It's like they're both trash. But I it, am universe supporter. Yeah, exactly. It's a uh, shout out to my shout out to my friend uh, also on Instagram, neoliberal hell. I feel like what you said was totally like her bag. It's like that whole like uh, dressing up like oppression and and terrible shit in like a rainbow blanket. Oh yes, you know that's something that to me is. It, I'm just cynical in this way now. I'm just like, I laugh about it. And no, I'm like, it's be. so obvious. Like this idea of presenting things like, and it's falling apart because like the youth has so much access to internet, so much access to like their own opinions to like finding people with the same like thoughts and everything that <laughs> you're not going to fall for like, that mouth fed advertising that oh, just yeah. is like brainwashing hope. like back in 2008 when it was like the hope posters oh like, my god the hope and, posters and change like, and stuff that would have been meme to death that would have been like everybody's a fucking cynical. joke it's not just us everybody is cynical everybody's I mean? cynical like once you reach a certain age you just start like to but even like young kids nowadays like gen z and shit they're hella cynical too. oh yeah they're really cynical <laughs> yeah <laughs> like right now we have mexico has a president that's called andres manuel they call him el peje <laughs> that? el peje lagarto is like um you've seen monster sing <laughs> yeah you know the bad guy yeah so it's kind of like that animal like that mythical oh, animal like a like, like, like a some salamander oh, or? salamander yes yeah, salamander i used to have one shout out to ashley my salamander from third grade <laughs> shout out i don't know if it's, she's in the salamander sky but shout out oh, shit. got some dogs barking hold on woof woof that better not be your dog <laughs> getting into another fight that sounds like a tiny dog like yeah. a chihuahua <laughs> yeah yeah no <laughs> very yeah true um but yeah they're cynical <laughs> yeah maybe we can get into music or something because you are oh, yeah, a musician. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please i can go on for hours um let's see what could we talk about so to in conclusion so far uh arca good trump bad arca great <laughs> trump really bad um what but else? if they do a a collab, <laughs> a collab. 
Trump, yassified Trump. Yassified Trump, please. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, so I, I, I've been asking this question to a lot of people because it leads down interesting pathways. I asked your boyfriend this yesterday too. If you had, let's say, we already went through the money thing, the yeah. 400, whatever. But let's say you had a good amount of money to support your art and then you can collaborate with anybody on earth, like any artist, any, like, any artist in the true sense, like painter, graphic designer, you know, musician, anybody, producer, okay. both of those things. You got it for like, let's say like a week. Let's say you, you have it for like a night. You have like all this night. money and you have. I can uh, just choose one. Just choose one. Okay. Well, right now, I think I would love to work with Tommy Cash. Oh, okay. okay. I think he in like engloves a lot of things that I really like within like creative industries, which is, you know, visual uh music writing mm. uh acting just like the whole idea of styling and creating a character i love that i love tommy cash <laughs> tommy cash is very similar to like dorian electra like with like the penciled in mustache that's the dude from like like eastern europe or something yeah right? yeah, yeah he yeah. raps with charlie xcx all the time yes that guy yeah yeah okay. i really like uh, dorian electra too i think that she's really dope hmm. And I really love the idea that she brought back Rebecca Black. <laughs> yeah, she did. She revived Rebecca that. Black from the dead. It, that does rule. And now she's like, yeah, the, the hyperpop crowd is really interesting. But I feel like if you came to the U.S. and and Tommy Cash was touring, you could easily open for him. Like, oh my god, I I super literally easily. not now. It was like a couple, like what three years ago, where when I started doing music, like I started producing a lot, but I was living in in Europe. Mm-hmm. And no, it wasn't even three years ago. It's way more. It's like four or five. And I had so many Russian fans. For some reason, my SoundCloud wow. was full of Russian fans. <laughs> and they all kept telling me and tagging Tommy Cash and just being like, you should collab, you should collab. So, yo, guys, if anybody knows Tommy Cash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put it out into the universe for sure. Oh, yeah. Let's manifest it. <laughs> I got an email a while ago from like a PC Music somebody. I don't know. Somebody from PC Music. And it was like a manager or something to like promote their new stuff. I think he's on PC Music. Um, I think we can arrange that. I don't know. I think that's. I think it's doable. I, I thought you were gonna say someone way more famous. I think Tommy Cash is super doable. I think we could probably get that done within the year. I think that somehow my obviously my other dream would be like, but I I don't even want to collaborate with him. I just want to be friends with him mm. with Kanye. Okay, Kanye, that's what your boyfriend said too. <laughs> Kanye's like, I grew up with him. I kind of love the vibe that he's just like a little bit, a little bit of a egomaniac but just enough for you to be like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the the yeah the art is still there i mean the last album was definitely his worst but it still had some like spots where it was like this I is mean, unfinished and like this kind of this is in, interesting but like that's why i say i don't i wouldn't like be like collaborating i just want to be not his now, friend right? yeah not now <laughs> but because i like his music but you're like there's way better music there's oh yeah i think that it's good what i like about him is the whole idea of fighting this like uh i can be a fucking rapper if i want to i'm a fucking producer i'm fucking picasso why the fuck can't i say i'm picasso if you all guys are kissing my ass why can't i yeah, believe right. it you know yeah for years it was just like i don't know i i think like in the 2010s and maybe early 2000s everything was just super regular like if you look at the shit that celebrities were wearing yeah. in like 2005 it was like they were like wearing like 
$80 jeans to like a red carpet. Oh, yeah. And now it's like the Kanye effect is real because like... It the, is real. He said it. He said, I want to be the best dressed rapper. Yeah. And he put fashion into it. And it was an interesting mixture of having like someone that came from a, you know, a stable, like kind of upper class family. Yeah. yeah. And jumping into the rap game where everybody was like gangs hood <laughs> yeah it's, respect yeah it's interesting to watch the documentary like and, and see how much of an outsider is i also wanted to say he put his whole yay osi into it <laughs> <laughs> into the fashion thing but yeah <laughs> he's definitely like an outsider for sure like you like when you watch that documentary he's like yeah i don't rap about shooting people i don't rap about drugs because it's like it's not what i do like to me it was incredible to see like um what was his, the name of his first album? Oh, uh, the College Dropout? College Dropout and seeing just that song about like exercise and just seeing that video. Oh, yeah, the I workout like, plan song? This is fucking amazing. Yeah, he totally wiped out the idea of like what street credibility means and that kind of thing. Like street credibility can sometimes like harm people. Like, I mean, it definitely harms people, but yeah. I feel like it's like the idea of like, oh, I need to like match these certain things to be like an artist or something. It's just like not being yourself you know what i mean it's like yeah it's ingenuous it's just like putting on a front and that kind of thing and yeah. it's cool like like if you hear like i don't know you'll hear like a song about the game or something that it like that you'll hear like um I'm trying to think of somebody who's like really deep into that kind of shit i don't know like maybe like older gucci man and that kind of thing it's like they're very into it but then there's artists that aren't in that stuff and they like replicate it and they like pretend that they're in that kind of oh you know what's really scene. interesting uh i also saw the the 69 documentary yeah yeah he's that he's like a little bit in both of the worlds i guess kinda. yeah like he like it was insane to me that he literally said gangs are my marketing technique yeah yeah <laughs> he literally was like red bandanas for everybody come to my video oh on the on hulu right the documentary <laughs> yes yeah that shit was so fucking funny i was just like dude this guy literally said like I'm going to use this as marketing. Like, people live, people have lives in gangs, people die, and I'm just going to use it as marketing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, like, as a tactic. And it worked. I mean, he's, like, the biggest... He's, like... Uh, again, I going mean, back it's going, it's going down. Like, yeah, his clout no, no. is... Yeah, it, it, it's failing now. He's losing a lot of money now. I well, think yeah, he didn't I, get out of it soon enough. He should have got out of it at the same time, like... I don't know. Maybe, like, 2009. Like, whenever he started, he should have done it for, like, a year or two and then just kind of, like... You know. uh evolved yeah because he even had a chance when he got out of jail and he was like getting like he, he got like the number two record in like the country or something well yeah but it, it was because people were waiting and he, he should have stopped right after that one stopped yeah that's i was reading the other day about it like how clout rap is like dying out because you can't have a career based on stunts outside your music no it, it pops off for like a year i mean if you look at like little pump like he's like the prime example where it's like he was on snl little pimp, little pimp yeah <laughs> <laughs> little pimp. he was on snl he was like hit a number one song in the country or like he close had a to song it. with kanye like even. he had a song with kanye yeah, he was like and he was like he has a mansion and all these rings and shit like that and he should have just like quit while he was ahead but i think people it's similar to what we were talking about with like the rich people where it's like they're at a certain level of comfortability for a year and then it's just like it'll start going downhill because it's like, you know what I mean? It's like he, he lost all of his money like you, over you time. You lose touch with reality. Like, yeah. And your finances too. It's like, you're, you can't make it. He, he can't make another Gucci gang. It's just not going to happen. Like right? to me, I've also like, it's really important to me. Like I see these guys like with the whole clout rap kind of thing. 
where are the managers? <laughs> yeah. Like, hello. They're just I, taking the money and like for leaving. For me, it's so important. Like, I think it's something that Kanye also said and I like really like it. Like, if a, if a athlete gets his leg hurt, he rests. Right. It's his working. It's his job. If a artist has mental problems or is going through a drug abuse or whatever, that's their fucking job. Like, their brain is what makes yeah. it work. Well, As a manager, you have to take care. Like, I'm not saying stop being who you are, but yo, therapy. Yo, why don't you go to, like, I don't know, groups? Yeah, stop going to, stop hanging out with these people every week. Like, you know like, what I mean? It's wasting your time. It's like burning your energy. Like, for example, I was watching this, like, murder documentary. <laughs> and, for example, uh, NFL football players, right? Mm -hmm. Patriots. The Patriots, for example. It was, like, a, the example I was seeing yesterday. Dude, you can't, like, fuck up. Like, you can't, like, get arrested. You can't, like... Oh, yeah. Your contract gets damaged. You don't get paid for months or whatever. Like, as artists, I'm not saying, like, obviously artists are crazy and they're, like, uncontrollable. And that's the whole thing about being an artist. You don't know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And they're not supposed to be, like, role models, like, perfect. Yeah, yeah. But as a manager you like you have to take care as a person not just seeing them as money that's the whole thing everybody just sucks everybody up it's like thank you bye yeah yeah not in a sexual way <laughs> yeah I was, i was waiting for you to say that i didn't want to make that comment, not in a sexual <laughs> yeah, way was, everybody's slurping each other up um it would have been nice if it was in a sexual way just orgies all over yeah for yeah maybe that would cure the <laughs> no <laughs> that doesn't cure it anyways I'm just it just makes it worse um Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel like in the music industry, they like more so encourage that stuff. It's like it's like as if a a, a football player had a torn ACL, and somehow that was good for press. So they're like, oh, keep playing with the torn keep ACL. Keep playing with it. Yeah, keep playing with it until like your your leg doesn't work anymore, and then it's just like, all right, next player. You know? I mean, maybe this is really cliche, but I love Denzel Curry's music video, like Cloud. What's it called? Like, oh, uh, Cloud Cobain. Cloud Cobain. I think it's. Like, I even dressed as that, like, fucking music video for Halloween one time. Really? And I was like, I'm Cloud Cobain. I'm the embodiment of what industry does to rappers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, spooky. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Denzel Curry. I've been listening a lot to his newest album. Um, I really like him. He's he's a really good artist. He's, like, super consistent. And, like, sometimes the production he surrounds himself with on certain albums is, like, eh, or whatever. But, like, it's always, he, he, he's, never, he's never an issue for me, I feel like. But I think he has his, like, a... a He has a voice. Like, uh, you can tell what Denzel Curry is talking about and what he wants to talk about. And he keeps it very cool. real. He, it, like, even though he's, like, very popular and he's playing all these main stages, his music has gotten just even more, like, anti-police. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's gotten more, like, realistic with the violence and that kind of stuff. He, like, doesn't really, like, give it all up to pursue, like, necessarily to pursue, like, a pop dream or, like, a to clean... To become little pimp? <laughs> yeah, to become little pimp. <laughs> I mean, he was birthed out of that era though, because he's from Florida. He's, I know he's, he popped off at the same time. He was in Raider Clan, and he was like, you know, he, him and X and stuff like that. Like they kind of grew up in the same era, and it's just guess, interesting to see him. I guess you can see the difference between artists that like want to make art and artists that want fame, which is also something that's well, it's it happens more and more and more now because you have TikTok, you have Sound like yeah, you yeah, know yeah. SoundCloud when it popped and everything so everybody's like yo i have a chance at this dream life yeah 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 do i have art to present with it no okay let's just fuck around yeah so it's clear to see when people have like a 
you know a path or like an idea or they kind of have their their morals or whatever they like and just like very like set on that yeah i think long term it's important to think long term but um i mean we were talking about childish gambino the other day and you know even if his music was you know childish yeah, at the yeah. beginning yeah yeah you can see the the involvement and like i always call it like the um, you know diamonds in the rough when you like mm-hmm. you see the potential and sometimes there's things that like shine and not they're not gold anyways you know yeah those yeah. sayings very very hippie sayings <laughs> yeah he's an interesting case because it's like his early mixtapes were like he made like a he made a mixtape where it's like he like had the cold and he like rapped and then there was one who was like <laughs> Literally, like it's like a cold boy or something like that, or flu boy or something. I mean, he also comes from like a comedic kind of like stance. Yeah, it, it, he was like, when he was originally making music, it was like, oh, I'm an outsider and I'm I'm like too good for hip hop, but they hate me. And it's like, once yeah. he got over that and he just started making his own art, like with, because of the internet, then Atlanta, and then... We all go through puberty, through he was artistic going through pu- puberty. Literally, he was going through puberty. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And then you just see him like, I don't know. It's interesting. All artists do this. All successful ones, they like what I think is really interesting is all of them start off unknown or like, you know, like kind of joking or kind of like weird. Like even like Arca started off just making like sound and now look at her. It's like, she's like a Vogue model or Childish Gambino, like joke rap and like nobody really cared or knew. And then now he's like on FX. It's like, I mean, it's, it's like, for me, it's like whenever you try to imitate whatever's out there, mm-hmm. it does. Like, I don't see a long life, but when no. you're doing your own thing and it can be weird, you can be, be doing like, weird sounds like Arika and you're just like I'm just me messing around yeah, this yeah. interests me right. or you can be like Childish Gambino and just be like I'm doing comedy and everybody hates me oh. or like Kanye West <laughs> yeah. you can be like I want to be a fashion guy yeah 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 when even if it's ridiculous if it's just your own thing it has more probability of like succeeding because it's your own thing so it comes from your heart and you can keep like creating that momentum but if you're copying whatever's out there you gotta be looking for everything you gotta copy yeah and then you're late because you're like copying something that's already out something that's already out or you're getting older and you're like trying to conform to like whatever is new whatever's hot and then it just or you're copying things that have so much budget that it doesn't matter if you copy it you don't have the budget and half Mm -hmm. of it is like i don't know the music like how are you gonna copy little nasex even if you rap like him or you sing like him yeah half of it is his fucking production at this point yeah exactly exactly yeah he's like completely like there's he sings whatever he sings in the studio and then like a team of like thousands of people just like create this like project that by the end of it is not really even his but yeah shout out to my friend charlie chops who's worked a lot with him in his like arts Hmm. it's sick <laughs> check yeah. her out i mean shout out I, i'm not a huge fan of Nas X, like his music or whatever but what i do appreciate is the team that he surrounds himself with and the longevity he has i mean Sur- i love i love the universe he creates like digital yeah no that's cool i uh i appreciate that too i, I appreciate pretty much everything around him except for like his voice like i love the yeah. production i love the, the features are usually pretty good like yeah the instrumentals the the gimmicks and everything like you know he's funny on instagram funny on twitter I I have a friend that mm-hmm. says that Lil Nas X is the Antichrist. <laughs> I mean, so he did sell those shoes, you know. I mean, and she said that to me right before that song came out. Mm. So it came out, and I was like, "Yo, shout out to Nemix. Nemix is my friend. She's a tattoo artist." Mm. Uh, she said that to me, and I was like, "Yo, I don't know, man." <laughs> No, but it's funny. It's funny that, um, yeah, you can just appreciate, like, the whole universe around an artist and not really care about their music. 
Yeah, no, for, <laughs> sh- for sure. Um, but I think we're getting to the end of it here. Uh, okay. We can wrap it up maybe with some some plugs, some new music, whatever's going on in your life. Let us know. Uh, well, check me out. I'm dear. I make music. I have my agency. If you're an artist and you want like help with press, I'm also like it's my it's loser agency come be a loser with me like it's an invitation to everybody and well my social medias are at deer on moon and you can find me in music platforms as deer like bambi just a deer (laughs) and yeah check out shadow squad the record label i'm in and whatever man just if you like me i'm here just send me a text Mm -hmm. Uh, her boyfriend Doble is also here. Do you want to? He's here. Do you want to say something? This is Doble Tempo. Hi, I'm Double Tempo. I'm producer and DJ. I'm rapper. He's amazing. He's also a designer. He's the founder of the record label I'm in. So, you know, give the credit to the man. <laughs> any new? Any new songs? Any new singles? Any new singles that are popping out? No, he doesn't <laughs> have any singles coming out. I have a single coming out. It's called. Uh, Count to 10. Oh, yes, I forgot. I have a single coming out. It's called Count to 10, and it has a really cool music video that I did in the forest here, and I'm half naked with blood. So that's fun. Cool. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for that. And after that, well, there's a lot of more surprises, but that's for later. (laughs) Fire. Um, I've had a great time here. This has been really interesting and, like, inspirational and shit because, like, you know, coming from America, I was doing a totally different job a year and a half ago. And just like, I just started reviewing music with my, with my buddy Troy. And now it's like a, a year and a half out. My music taste is totally different. Like I'm like in fucking Mexico, like taking pictures of my favorite artists and, you know, talking to my favorite artists. Oh my God. Making, <laughs> making friends, oh my God. <laughs> making friends, you know what I mean? Like actual friends and shit, like in other, in other con- countries and stuff. It's like, you have a home here, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> I want to go to London next. A uh, couple people I want to visit out there. Yo, go! I'll connect you. Hell yeah! Um, I thank wanna... you, thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely! It's been a great uh, time. Um, yeah, follow us obviously on anti- at anti art on Instagram. Check out our blog, uh, which we don't really update too much anymore, but we do have a lot of writing on there and like certain articles. Uh, should be a ceremony article out for the festival that we did. Um, the but- reviews in the blogs are really nice. Thank nice you. writing. Thank you very much. I like it. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, we're mostly doing profiles and like uh, yeah, like blog posts I guess now. But uh, reviews are on Perfect Segway. Reviews are on YouTube. Um, check out our recent MGK and Denzel Curry reviews um, and other stuff that we post on there trying to build that up trying to be the next uh fantano and <laughs> and uh the alternative one yes under uh, one anti fantano as Anti-Fantano. we say <laughs> anti fantano exactly yes. um <laughs> uh yeah okay cool i'm gonna play that with some music uh do you have a certain song like that uh i could play uh you can play perro that's my latest oh, song okay i will okay cool <laughs> all right cool Peace out, everybody. Uh, Bye. Adios. 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 Ojos de bebé, yo te llego a querer Con tus besos de papel En tu trampa me quedé Con tus manos tan calientes y tu alma tan ardiente Me perdí, si me perdí 
enamoré de un perro, algo que yo no quiero. Busco la salida y tú nunca me la das.